0: Welcome to the PHLY Sixers podcast, broadcasting live from the Reading Terminal, and we have a lot for you here. As we talk a little MVP discussion, we get into so much here on the show. Here, thrilled to be out here live doing the show. Brought to you by Bagels and Co. Coas, presenting sponsor for the Reading Terminal shows throughout the day. Here, you had the Phillies already taking place us right now, and then you'll get to uh, certainly the Flyers and the. Okay, cool. Flyers and the Eagles a little bit later, as well as we hang out with you. Thrilled to be here with my guys, as always. And we're Derek getting Bodner, thumbs up from the production staff, Kyle so we know that Newbeck. we're actually on the internet We're now. rolling. <laughs> so welcome in again to the PHLY Six Sixers show, and again, presenting sponsor, Bagels & Co., Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philadelphia. Fellas, it's pretty good. My first time on a row with you guys, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, Derek and I got to do a little team bonding in Colorado, oh. where you had your own vacation for Three is it, months, is so. it actually
2: bonding if it pushes us farther apart? <laughs> well, oh, we're still working okay. together we
1: technically, are. so I think it, it didn't completely push us apart, maybe allowed us to set some boundaries but early that's why in our I'm time here. In the middle
0: to make sure <laughs> yeah. you guys don't destroy each other during the show. But we have a lot to get into from again. We'll ignore last night's loss in a sense. We'll, we we did enough of that last night. We'll talk about Joel and B. The MVP conversation is real, and we're gonna have some food here. We're gonna have oh, food boy. all over the place to we'll tell you it, doing
1: this first drop-off. Getting
0: the drops of the, the food here, so we'll tell you all about it as we get some uh, some Cajun here, some shrimp po boy and some Cajun fries. So Ooh. all right, that we're gonna dive into and we get Ooh, to do this live that. on the oh, air man. to make everybody jealous. <laughs> live on the air again, Beck's Cajun, Shrimp po' boy and Cajun fries, the shrimp po' boy right Delicious. here. Delicious. And, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll make you all jealous. And very simple. When you see us with this food, bring yourself down here. Come say hello. Get some food. It's the holiday. Come come through. All right, man, we got a lot to get into. Look at that. Look at that. Just, just load it up, man. Load it up. Keep, keep bringing it. All right, we got a lot to get into with Joel Embiid, the MVP conversation. We'll talk about Tavis Maxine, it says, a little bit later. And we have some comic relief from the Sixers a little bit later that Kyle's going to start us, us off with. I don't know about comic relief. I don't know who's <laughs> going to be laughing at I that. am.
1: Certainly not Tobias and Terrell Harris, I would say. Uh, that. Well,
0: okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But uh, let's talk about Joel Embiid and in and the MVP conversation because – It's been discussed plenty of times throughout national media, which I generally, you know, whatever, but national media, the fan base, certainly we've touched on it a little bit. But from the MVP conversation, Joel Embiid averaging 34 points, he dropped another 40 and 14 last night. He has been double digit rebounds. He's blocking shots. His assist numbers are very high he right now is at the top of the list for a lot of people when it comes to the mvp conversation so when we look at him and we get to the conversation right there third in the eastern conference you look at Nikola jokic Giannis, so many different names that are the usual suspects and then there are a few others that are also in there that we have to pay attention to in the mvp discussion but when it all circles back for me and I know a lot of Sixer fans. Certainly, Joel Embiid is at the top of my list as of right now. You were talking about just how how good he has looked this season, where he is in the conversation. What are your thoughts on it as of right now? Twenty plus games in the books. What do you have?
1: I think Joel Embiid is the clear front runner for MVP. Right? Like we came into the season saying there's basically no chance that this guy can win the league's top individual award again. Right? Because coming off of not just losing in the second round again but the way that they lost the way that he went out specifically and even though we said in the off season hey people have short memories he comes out and plays well again philadelphia will love him will get national respect again it's still like there's in the back of your mind it's like there's going to be a hangover he's going to have a, a step back this season especially with the james harden situation hanging over everything so to see him come out take care of business against the crappy teams. You know, they play a team like Chicago, who, not a world beater, but certainly a step up from the Washingtons to the Detroit's. Come out, score another 40 points. He extended his own record now of consecutive 30-10 games. Another 30-point game in a row. I believe it's the most in a row since Moses Malone back in the day. Yep. To do all of those things. And, you know, when years passed, the argument was that yeah, you know, Joel had the advantage in certain categories, specifically scoring over Jokic, but if you look at the, the all-encompassing stats, the advanced stats, so on and so forth, Jokic was in the lead. Well, now, because Joel has improved his passing, has become more of a playmaker in Nick Nurse's offense, he's now number one, basically, across the board in every statistical category for the advanced stats people. So you and I can sit here and say, look, I test says he's as dominant, he's as good as he has ever been in his career. The stats say he's as good and as dominant as he's been in his career. The team is much better than I think most people expected, so they're exceeding expectations on that front. All of those things add up to me. That's what an MVP is. He lifts up a team, Putting together a great case statistically, and you we can all sit here and say as watchers of basketball, I know that that guy is one of the best players in the league. So i it's indisputable at this point he's at least in the conversation. But to me, I think he's number one in the race right now.
2: Yeah, I don't even think it's particularly close. And, like, I'm not a guy who's going to get on this show and just tell you he's the MVP because that's what you want to hear. You know, the two years that Jokic won it, I didn't really weigh in because I didn't believe that Embiid was the MVP in those seasons. I did write that he was the MVP last year. I thought he finally had that breakthrough. And look, do you have some hesitation to name him the MVP because of the way they flamed down in the playoffs? Yes, but that's not what this award is about. We're yeah. not telling you that he is necessarily the best player in the league. I think Jokic, with what they accomplished last season, would have a very strong case for that. It would be hard to argue against it. He is clearly having the best season, and I think now is a pretty natural time to talk about it. You know, it's not just because they had that six-game easy stretch. It's not because they had that winning streak. You're basically a third of the way through the season. Uh, there is a Kyle and I participated in a straw poll that will probably be coming out soon. It's a natural time of the year to take stock. you got to have get Devon
1: in the straw poll, by do to right? get get Devon had the way. We have the whole straw show poll. except
0: for Devon. Yeah, as a, yeah. I'm ready.
2: So we basically brought it up because Kyle and I had to think about it, and also it's just a natural point. He is so. Kyle brought it up in the past. Jokic would be dominating uh, the advanced stats, and Embiid is right there, neck and neck with him. I think Embiid is ahead of him in win shares. Jokic has a slight edge in box plus minus. Yada yada yada. We don't need to get into what the flaws are and all of those, but it's close. Then you add in the fact that the Sixers are, I believe, now 18 and five when Joel Embiid plays, yes, easy schedule, but they had a tough schedule to start. And then you just look at the sheer dominance on the floor and it would be hard to say, hey, the guy averaging 35, 12 and six isn't playing at an MVP caliber level. Of course he is, we all have eyes. For him to come out, and we've said this before, come out in a year, where they lose James Harden, they lose some key floor spacers, uh, even even going to role players like George and whatnot, to come out with really only one perimeter player who can create a shot and average more points, do so more efficiently, create more, not really up his turnovers, and still win at the same rate they've always won. I think it's pretty clear, even with the caveat that, yes, he has to do it in the playoffs, but historically the MVP hasn't gone to a player who has always proven that they can transfer that to the playoffs. Like, when Jokic won his, they hadn't really had a run like they had last year. When Giannis won his, it was before the team really broke out in a big way. Um, So I don't think we should hold that against him.
0: And collectively, we've all talked about how, listen, coming into the season, can he get his numbers down in terms of the points? You don't need that maybe with the Nick Nurse offense. And we've seen Tyrese Maxey take that next step. You see other guys averaging double figures and shooting the ball pretty well so far throughout the entire campaign. But even though he is now averaging 30 points. It's very easy. He's doing it where he's not playing in fourth quarters and he's very efficient. He's not taking a lot of the bad shots that were frustrating when we've seen him over the past couple of seasons when the conversation again has been about when is he going to win this first most valuable player award? And if he were to do it again this year, the second consecutive and win it this year, the way things are going, it seems like it would be discussed a little differently than it has been in the past. Not because he's not talking about it publicly and championing himself for the award and saying how much, what else do I have to do kind of conversation. He's just going out there and doing it. Now, mind you, we're not at the end of the season when those conversations will still be there where the coach may do it. Darryl Morey may do it. His teammates may do it. And he might have to answer those questions again. And I always backed him in the past because I felt like he was asked, He's always honest. He told you what he thought. And yeah. I always felt like he was getting destroyed a little bit too much for his honesty. And oh, so again, why who should wouldn't he wouldn't want the best I, award I was just in say, your Why would profession? you not care about being <laughs> exactly. named the MVP? Yes. Derek, that was always my argument, whether he should say anything or not. Yes, he's defending himself because he should want that award. All right. that and by means- the
1: way, I some of that was he's being contrasted against Jokic, right? Yes. Jokic publicly who sets... is a guy who downplays any kind of accomplishment that's about him. right? But Nikola Jokic's body of work and his skill as a basketball player belies that he cares about his craft. He cares about the game. And anyone who puts in the work to become as good as these guys are, as good as Joel is, as good as Jokic is, as good as Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Luka, Giannis, all these guys, anybody who puts in that type of work of course they care if they yes. get an individual, individual honor. It might not be the top, top thing, but it's also not the top, top thing for Joel Embiid. The reason he was asked about it so much is also because he lost out in very close finishes to Jokic two different years right. in a row. When and it was the, that neck and neck one-two one, battle between the game's two best bigs. When
2: you're the runner-up two years in a row, why would you not care about it? Of it's course. Just, yeah. It, it, was, it was always an insane
0: argument, and I thought it was ridiculous. When People would make that argument and I, it would always come off as if I was defending him when I would, like you guys would do the national stuff. Yeah. I would do some national stuff and I'm like, guys, he was asked a question, what do you want him to say? No, I don't want it. Don't you? <laughs> no, show, please give it to yeah, somebody else. The show that you have me on, don't you want to win the number one award for the show that you're on? I want to win of every course. single thing we I can. We want to be if, number one if, in
2: basketball <laughs> podcast. We'll Kyle... take it. We're not going to talk about it, but we'll take it. I was just going to say, if Kyle was a runner-up for the pull surprise and immediate reaction posts twice twice in <laughs> a row. Yeah, he'd won it that third year. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, let's Absolutely.
0: get to a, a super chat from our good buddy Ash Monroe donating during the Christmas holidays. We appreciate it, Ash. Joel is having the most efficient season in NBA history and the most dominant scoring season since Will. More minutes played, points. Team is 18 and 5 Is he an elite defender. Need any more? So the defensive part
1: is I feel like that's been a lot of the case for Joel in the past, right? That once you pit him against Nikola Jokic, The argument was, hey, look, Jokic is not an important defensive player to Denver, whereas Joel, in a lot of instances, was, like, the only good defensive player on the floor for Philadelphia. Now, I think Jokic, by going on the playoff run that he went on last season, dispelled some of the myths about him as a defender, certainly. It's it's
2: hard to say that you can't win in the playoffs with a defensive center that poor when they just won the whole freaking thing. Right, and
1: played some really good bigs in that— playoff run right they played anthony davis plan played bam out of bio not guys who i would put in joel Embiid's bead's category as a scorer certainly but guys who are high level players in his position so to go through them i think he dispelled some of those myths but to that point that ash makes i do think that in fits and starts there have been some lulls for the team overall We definitely have seen Joel getting closer to that really high defensive level he's hit in the past. I know we bring it up all the time, Devon. The rebounding has been strong for a lot of this year. Specifically, like Nick Nurse has empowered and said to Joel and the rest of the team, I want you attacking the offensive glass and being a physical, huge presence on the offensive glass. So to see him step up in that way has been important. And that's, look, sometimes the best defense, good offense. Saw that last night. The offense fell apart, so did the defense. So, a lot of it just comes down to this dude is an all-world, all-time scorer, and everything else flows out of that.
2: Man, you, you know Devon's about to come in hot when he's like grabbing the stand, bringing it closer yeah, to
0: him. I'm used to that too. When we do. Remo- I, I would take the mic now, take it off. I'm just used. To it. So yeah, but look. But- The guy's at the top right now. We're going to get into our order of where we have the rankings right now Uh, this season. Some of the other players, uh, we have a super chat about Giannis. He's certainly in that conversation. They are right there with the Sixers in the top three in the Eastern Conference. He's deserving of that conversation. And right now, let's just get to it before we get to a few other things. Rick says, Rick Sachs, why is Giannis such a... um, Complainer. You can say Complainer. it. Complainer. No, you yeah. can Complainer. say it. Such a bitch is what he said <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> and nobody talks about it nationally. His behavior is psychotic. Rick, we talked about it the other day where he flipped out when he scored the 64, franchise record, all that. We got it. You want the game ball from that. The Pacers before that had already decided that they were going to take yes. the game ball for their rookie who scored his first point. Not uncommon. Happens in the NBA all the time. Yes, the 64-point game from Giannis happened in it. And I did did the Pacers know that that was the record? Probably, but they didn't care. After what they just went through playing them in the end-season tournament in Las Vegas, they were kind of sticking it to him. And I understand it. But for him to react the way that he did and act that way, all he had to do was go in the back and say, hey, can I get that basketball? That's very easy. I'm Giannis, and that's it you get the basketball back then he had the nerve to say after the fact I don't think they actually gave me the right basketball Derek he thought they were just lying and all that so yes Rick, I agree. He has been acting a little nuts lately, uh, going back to the ladder incident here in Philadelphia. I was going to say,
1: if you're a ladder in Philadelphia, be yeah, careful be the next careful. time the Bucks come to town. And
0: he threw that ladder, if you guys remember. So, yeah, he's been he's been but the, taking nothing away. The guy's a great, great player, Hall of Famer, top 75 player, uh, voted last year. He is what he is. He's going to be in this conversation. Yes, he is a, a bit of a complainer now.
2: Let me ask you, obviously Trez was one who stepped in on that ladder incident, I believe, right? I'm not that making was that treads. up, right?
0: Yep,
1: Montrez. How dare you disrespect not, that ladder, Not on a team this said. year.
2: If there's another ladder incident when oh, comes to Philly, who, who's, who's the guy? Tag team. Marcus Morris
1: yeah. and Pat
0: Beth. Yeah.
2: That's
1: a tag I think, team. I think Kelly Oubre is a sneaky contender there as well. I think. Well, he's I, got those two there, too. To your point, so. Marcus and Pat are the, they're the Bash brothers, if they have any on the team. But yeah. I think Kelly Kelly had the quote this week about, you got to be a dog to be on this team, so i do not just well, saying. We're gonna to get to one of those dogs a little bit later. Don't don't underestimate. Well, different type <laughs> hey, of dog. Hey 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 hey! We'll get to that a little bit later. You know who isn't a dog? Though, who is Devon? that? Who is that? Our new and great friends at Bagels and Co. Who offers huge Brooklyn-style bagels made in Philly. I eat bagels several days a week personally. Love bagels. All kinds of cream cheeses. And bagels and Co. Is where you gotta go because they offer an average of around 15 to 20 different types of bagels. They rotate them seasonally. They even have have a Christmas themed bagel right now that is worth checking out. And if you're a cream cheese guy, I certainly am, cream cheese guy or gal, I should say, they offer 30 different flavors of cream cheese that also rotate throughout the year. Since we're a sports show, it's worth mentioning, Bagels & Co. do themed cream cheeses for all the local sports teams, including the Sixers, so always keep an eye out for those. Just as important as that variety, is affordability, Bagels & Co. has kept their prices down as we're all dealing with inflation, so you can be an everyday customer, not just someone who comes in for a bagel on a weekend splurge. They even offer premium coffee at a superior price to most national brands and chains. So for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to www.thebagelsandco.com slash
0: store locator to find the
1: closest Bagels & Co. near you.
0: And let me tell you about something else that you can find a pretty good deal at and uh, feel very good about in the end. That's Game Time. Our good friends at Game Time buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful at all game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports music comedy and theater near you so if you're down here in the area getting some great food from in this building and you say you know what I think I want to go see a show or a game. You just hit up game time. Last minute, they have killer deals, the well, last minute tickets and the best price is guaranteed. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you'll have. And flash deals, last minute tickets. If you say, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. images of the seat views that you are going to have. You're spending your money. You want to make sure you get a good view. Thank you. Game time is the place for you. Forget about planning months in advance. You can do it last minute, like we talked about the deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy theater, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always, always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress from Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use our code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. And again, create an account, redeem code PHLY for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Really enjoying these Cajun fries from Beck's over here. These are fantastic. Got the you know got the peppers mixed in there as well. These are fantastic. Don't forget about the uh, shrimp pull boy also that we have sitting on it. That's a little bit too much while we're doing the show getting it you know like a true coward uh, thank you <laughs> thank you but the fries I always have problems eating during live shows so yeah there's that you can't be checking your teeth in the middle no, of the show no no so because I don't have any toothpicks and all that stuff but hey if we, we're all family here I will pick my teeth in the camera if, if it's there. If you tell me, hey, you got something in
1: your teeth, uh, I'm that's going. That's a real sales pitch to the audience <laughs> right <laughs> now. I'm going, You man. can watch me use a toothpick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that bell icon to get notifications so you can uh, watch Devon pick his teeth.
0: That's right. All right, listen, we have to also, let's get into some of these other candidates. We're going to get to Tyrese Maxey a little bit later. He's not a candidate. Well, he's, has. I've seen him in listings and in the top I've 10 for in top MVP's. 10, yeah. yep. So that's pretty good for our conversation a little bit later, but top five you guys threw this on me kind of last minute we i knew we were talking mvp and you said hey put together your top five so i did that on the fly do you guys want me to go first or do you guys want to go well derek first? and well, <laughs> i independently came yeah. to the same top five in the
1: same order so
2: we show up at the reading terminal market kyle's like hey so who do you got and i lift him off and he just starts laughing because it's the exact same one he submitted and like i said we got kyle and i sort of did this ranking because we were asked to participate in the straw poll. Um, so we gave it By some pretty buddy good...
1: By our Tim Bontemps, Timmy Straw, Timmy straw yep. Polls. Okay,
2: so we gave it some pretty good thought, uh, spent a couple of days thinking about it to arrive at the exact same one. It's a little bit surprising, but... It's fun, sure. So all maybe right. maybe you go first, just because you might have a little bit of a... You want me to give here. my top yeah. five, or you
0: want yeah. to go one, see where we go? As we saw time. last time. No, I want well, you to give we, your top we all, five. We and all agree we'll... Joel Embiid is number one, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so I, I went with him number one. Number two, I did go with... Let me see, I had it because I've written it down just to make sure... James I don't Harden?
2: Wanna... Was James Harden too?
0: He was in the mix, no. yeah. Uh, I had Giannis. Nico Batum, had, after last night. Ooh, Giannis too. I had too. Giannis okay. number two. Wow. I had Giannis two. I went with Jokic three. Uh, Shea 4 Shea Gildas Alexander from Oklahoma City Thunder and I had one in there but I wanted to change it and I was going to put Luka Doncic's 5 I had had Jason Tatum 5 but I was going to go Luka Doncic's 5 So
2: you you have the exact same 5 we have just reordered a little bit Yeah Okay so where where did you go Derek? Well I mean we went with Embiid 1 Jokic 2 Shea 3 Giannis 4 and Luka 5 Okay
0: I, I think, it, despite all the weirdness with Giannis, he's been tremendous this year. He has, and the that's, issues have mostly been Dame and
1: the rest of the team. Exactly, not really yeah. on him.
0: Yeah, so for them to be number two in the Eastern Conference, and the job that they've, I, I think he has been phenomenal. I mean,
2: he's shooting, and not only he's averaging thirty-one per night, but he's shooting sixty-two percent from the field. Yep, I, I that's do crazy. think. I do think Dame being there has opened things up for him. Like Kyle said, most of the problems have been on the other side of the floor. Uh, He hasn't necessarily maybe solved some of those problems as much as maybe like an early career Giannis would, but... It's not really his fault I.
1: In fact, you could argue he created some of those problems by asking the Bucks to hire a bozo as the head coach. <laughs> he says, so like that, God. I feel like that it moves Did, him down to at least three, but I have him at four. So I, I think that's fair yeah. given that he pushed that hard for Adrian Griffin to be the head coach who has shown he is a little over his head right now.
0: So we all have Shea Gilgis-Alexander in there. And the step that he has taken from the player that he was coming out of Kentucky to L.A., getting to the Clippers, traded to Oklahoma City Thunder. And for a lot of last season, folks, before they really turned it up and pushed for the postseason, there was conversation of, is he now going to eventually ask for a trade now? Got his extension. Got a max contract. Is he now going to ask out? And... They've done the right thing. They put a lot of really good, talented young players around them. Uh, Mark Dano is a coach that I didn't really – I had no history of anything with Mark. He's a pretty good coach. Yeah. Yeah. And he has really had them playing at a very high level right there in the top three in the Western Conference standings, and he is that good. I never thought, as much as I liked him coming out of Kentucky and all the Sixers conversation of that 2018 draft, I never thought he would be this, though. I never thought he he would be an MVP conversation guy. Where we're talking, he's going to be a 10-time All-Star. He's going to be an All-NBA performer, all of that stuff. I did not see this. It was the weird shot. It was the slow-mo kind of game. Not Kyle Anderson slow-mo, but slow enough where you're like, how is that going to work in the league? These things happen in the league. Kevin Martin with the weird shot, Sean Marion, all that stuff. These things happen. This guy's good. This guy's damn good. And he deserves to be in that top five for you guys top three. I feel like I probably overrate him slightly because I
1: love watching him play so much. The craziest part about him that he averages almost thirty-one points a game, and he barely takes threes. Yeah, this is a, an old-school basketball player. That it's a weird word to use, but like he just slithers around guys. Like he he gets you leaning one way, and then he pauses and holds that foot and goes right under you, or goes over you, or takes a step back. Like his body language is so his body language and his mechanics are so unorthodox that I don't think anyone is truly prepared to guard him. I will also say. I do think he's getting some credit that kind of belongs to Chet Holmgren as well. Like, Chet has come in and played at maybe not an all-star level, but... Approaching that at times. Like he came in and had like eight blocks in a game yes. and is yeah. space in the floor. And one of the things I really love about Chet from day one embraced the idea of playing center, despite the fact that he is ultra skinny, not really capable of guarding the biggest guys in the league. I like that he's tried to take that challenge whenever he can. And so I think he's given Shea a really capable number two slash number three because one of the jalen williams the better jalen williams from the santa clara also been really good i mean that their program is unbelievable so a lot of credit to Shea, but also the supporting cast has gotten better and his game has risen along with
2: it yeah that's true of like what mvp candidate doesn't have help oh uh, yeah yeah. the argument we made a couple years ago because kyle and i have been pretty high on shay for a while now and i think Shea ended up in the top five of mvp voting last year but the big holdback was well he's not winning enough games well in order to win games you have to have more talent around you like Embiid is in part a mvp contender because tyrese maxey is Helping them win games as well. Chet probably doing it at a different level, but Shea has earned it. Like he's averaging 30 per night. If you look at the on off, uh, and MVP part of that is your role with the team. Embiid has the best, uh, the six or thir- uh, plus 13.9 points uh, per 100, I think it was. Uh, I forget if it was per 48 or per, it doesn't matter six are plus 13.9 with Embiid. Uh, so that's the highest among this group. But the differential with uh, uh, Shea is the, the most because they are negative 6.7 with him off or on the, on the bench plus 13.7 with him on. That 20 point differential is the highest among this group. He is the engine that draws, that stirs everything with that group. Offensively, obviously, having thirty per night. Defensively, Kyle brought this up the other day. Uh, he's leading the league by a mile in steals, getting the Mac. Like transition. Almost three steals. A almost game. three per game. Crazy. He's like an, a transition offense unto himself. Everything they do is centered around him. The fact that he has help, I'm not really going to you know detract from that. No,
0: it's just again, you, you, sh- you should have help. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. When you're in a good team, you recognize. Uh, for your individual talent, but also because your team is playing well. And the guy is just phenomenal. Again, I didn't see it. Did you guys want to get into the whole Sixers thing from 2018 with Sheiky Alexander again? Wow. Uh, because, you know. Derek and I have talked about it
1: that length in the past. One, I wanted to be like, I'm going to plant my flag on Shea Island coming into that draft. And I didn't because I was scared about the shot. And in fairness, as a three-point shooter, he still is like, there's no real volume there. And if the Sixers draft him, what does he look like on a team with Joel, mid-post, elbow, offense-type guy, versus playing next to check, a guy who's going to space the floor for a lot of the game, be more of a pick-and-roll guy when he does go to the rim. It's interesting. But my really why I held up, and this is where I went wrong, was like, well, they're still trying to figure out what's going on with Markel Fultz. Yes. And hindsight being twenty twenty, you just say, well, don't throw good money after bad. Draft the guy that you think is going to be a future star at guard because the guy you just took as a future star at guard Completely disintegrated before he even took the floor on an NBA game,
2: and you also still had Ben Simmons. Yeah, and like I, I was actually really high on Shea coming into that. I think I had him ranked eighth or ninth, which was higher than consensus, higher than he ended up going. And even I looked at that and said, like, yeah, he. I might take him just because he has more star equity than almost anyone in this range. In fact, I'm pretty sure I wrote that. But I understand the hesitation because that jump shot is a real question mark. Still, this deep into his career, it's a real question mark. Uh, you would obviously take it, but when you didn't know of the upside if he was just a good player with a questionable jumper that would be a tough fit uh, so I understood the hesitation even if he was still like I said I think pretty high on my board even for the Sixers just because I thought there was some star upside that you weren't getting with other players
0: and there and look there was a lot of talent there at that spot and it, they really couldn't go wrong because of where they were a team that was a playoff type squad right so with that being a playoff squad they weren't Ready to win, win, but they were getting there, and they could have chosen from a number of different players. Shea, they decided to pass on. He went to the or maybe Mikhail,
1: Not like anybody on this show has a connection to him, or well, that they actually drafted him and then I decided was, to trade it. I
0: was fine with them drafting him, <laughs> and then it ruined our night. <laughs> you know, so I was doing the um, draft show while it was happening. You guys were there. I saw you guys there. Yeah,
3: we're driven by the search for better.
0: And I'm texting back and forth. I don't know if you guys even know the story. I was texting back and forth with his brothers and his dad since they were in New York, um, you know, at the table and all. His dad was at the table, the brothers were in the, in the stands in the front row. But um, we were like, all right, see you tomorrow for the press conference. <laughs> and, and, and then we all know what happened. Went a little 25 minutes later, yeah. So, But, hey. Michael Porter Jr., the back issue, Shea with the shot. A lot of missed opportunities. A lot so of missed right. opportunities. <laughs> Kale, you take them and then you send Kale to Phoenix. And, and also if they Isaiah had just, Smith.
2: like they got a, a first round pick for moving back in that draft if they had used that first round pick differently.
0: You mean not trading
1: it for future all star <laughs> Tobias Harris? We'll get to him. And more too.
2: specifically, not trading it for future contract Tobias Harris as well. <laughs> and then have to give
0: it to him because um uh, Jimmy Butler decides to leave, and you have to, you can't let both leave, so someone has to get piggy. So, good job, good job right there. Um, we kind of skipped over Jokic, I feel like, right? I, like, I, well, I, I was going to ask about Jokic and even Doncic in the mix, but Jokic, Denver's, you know, taking a little step back, and he's had some games where he hasn't looked like Jokic, where it's uncommon for him to have a a, a game like that, but he's still great. He was yeah. still, before those types of games, he was still Derek right there with Joel at the top
2: of the, uh, uh, the ladder there for MVP. Yep, And he's another one. When he goes to the bench, Denver's just a completely different team and way less effective. Even when he's having a down year. Yeah. And I think his true shooting's down about 10%. Like, he is. And part of that's just he was otherworldly in terms of a high-usage, efficient player the past couple of years. Some of that might just be random luck or, or lack of luck. But he's still so important to everything they do. He's still the smartest basketball player on the planet, the most creative basketball player on the planet. And he's still incredible. I could not drop him any, like he's averaging 26, 12 and pretty much 10.
1: And they're also 18 and 10. Right. right? They, they've had some struggles, but they're right. still and very I'm just good. Not sure, yep.
2: Like they're a hundred percent like worried about the regular season. Like some other teams are it's specifically yeah. like thunder are maybe they're trying to prove yourself. They've proven themselves. He might be, I want to say coasting, but not putting the same kind of emphasis. Other teams are, he's still incredible. Um, but that sort of like drop in efficiency and a a little bit of downplay of late is why I dropped him to two. It's just that's as far as I could go. And
1: to that point, Derek, they're also trying to bring young guys along more. Like Strother has been coming on recently. Mm -hmm. And some of their struggles as a team is because they're going through that development process now because they know that they need these guys in April, May potentially June to to make that kind of run again.
0: Well, before we get into Tyrese Maxey and the other All-Star, let's talk about uh, Oh, you really tried it. You really tried it. Maybe you can find a bobblehead from our good folks at FOCO. While we're on the road, typically we're in the studio, you see the bobbleheads and all all the things behind us that we have in the studio. Leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment in merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Great for holiday gifts, by the way, folks. Best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. Big game next Monday for uh, the Philadelphia football team. they got to get things together. You know, you want to have Every your overalls. If you want your overalls, hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for the games, FOCO has you hooked up. They hooked up PHLY and as well, and provide some awesome pieces for our sets again back at the studio, and you'll see those later tonight when we do have, a, in fact, a, a Flyers post-game show a little bit later with the guys. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-free sale items. Use code the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off.
2: We also want to tell you about Rocket Money. Uh, We all want to make sure that you get the most out of your money and that you're not wasting money on on unnecessary subscriptions. Uh, For example, uh, I actually, and, and this is a true story, I've been using Rocket Money for probably about six months before we launched PHLY. And, you know, when I hooked it up and looked at it, I noticed that I was paying for HBO Max twice. I had one subscription going through Google. I had another Come one on going... <laughs> it really did happen directly through HBO. For months, I was literally just throwing money away. And that was only the tip of the iceberg of the money that I was wasting on subscriptions that I no longer needed. With most of the products that we endorse, it's, you know, we're trying to convince you that, yes, you might spend some money, uh, but the experience is worth it. No, this one, we're actually telling you this might save you money in the long run. It sure did for me. Rocket Money is a... personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps lower your bills you can see all of your subscriptions in one place and if you see something you don't want you can cancel it with a tap and you never have to get on the phone with customer service they'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20 percent all you have to do is take a picture of your bill and rocket money takes care of the rest Rocket Money has over 5 million users now and has helped save its members an average of $720 per year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com PHLY. That's rocketmoney.com PHLY. rocketmoney.com PHLY.
1: Speaking of money on things you don't use, Derek and I debated buying $900 computer monitors all of Black Friday weekend. So. Oh, that
2: debate isn't in the past, buddy. That's <laughs> well, the sale on. prices
1: are over. I just looked this week. Not that I've been monitoring it every single day for the last couple weeks or so. But I'm not. Rocket Money's going to tell me, don't do that. Don't man. do that. I
0: think.
2: Hook up Rocket Money. You can see how much you might be able to save per year. Spend that on monitors. I <laughs> see no problem with any of this. <laughs> all
0: right. Before we get to the third let let's get you to the second All-Star first and talk about Tyrese Maxey because he will be in that conversation maybe not at the end for MVP I don't think he's going to go that far but it is a real conversation for All-Star and our conversation here about Maxey is not really All-Star on NBA, it's just more of the, the leap that he has made, the ascent that he has made in his fourth year as a as co-star to Joel Embiid and a top three team in the Eastern Conference that looks pretty legit despite what happened last night. So we wanted to compare him to a couple of of the other top guards in the Eastern Conference again not necessarily all star all NBA that stuff will happen naturally as we get closer to the game in February but just more of where he is how he compares again against some of the others so Tyrese Faxi number one we, we have a bunch of guys: drew holiday Trey Young Tyrese Halliburton uh, who else do we have uh, in the mix here um, uh, Darius Garland, Damian Lillard, because of the trade conversation, of course, him maybe being involved in that, and certainly ending up in Milwaukee, and then also LaMelo Ball, who was out with injury, but before the injury, he was fantastic. The team stumped. He had, he had found his stride yes, after he a did. tough start. Yes, he did. So looking at some of these guys, uh, let's look at a few of them here with with the, um, the comparison to some of these players, starting with – Let's start with Drew Holiday, where he is sitting there with his his numbers were never really the important part of it. it was, and they still are. And they still are. His impact with everything that he does from his defense, running a team, the three-point shooting is very high. He's having a good season for the Boston Celtics. Maybe a mistake, you might say, for the Milwaukee, letting him go and then allowing him to also wind up on a, a contender in the Eastern Conference going up against you. But... Very good season, and for what he has been doing, and Drew Holiday has been tremendous. So when you look at what he has been doing, shooting 39%, by the way, from three-point range. When you look at Maxi, and you then talk about Drew Holiday, how, how do you how do you compare the two?
1: Oh, so to me, Drew is. Drew's not a lead guard and really hasn't been a true lead guard for a long time. So it's it's hard to make an apples to apples comparison. Drew's value is all in versatility, moving him across matchups. Like we saw when the Sixers played the Celtics. Drew was playing or Drew was defending Joel Embiid at times, right? And he's having success against a center Crazy. in the post. Like he's unbelievably strong with the frame that he has and his size. And that's what he brings to the Celtics. It's not, hey, They didn't trade away Marcus Smart and get a guy who's like, he's running the offense all the time. He's one of their creators, and he's a guy that you can trust sometimes to set other people up, but it's mostly we have a guy that's matchup proof, essentially, and he can slide into a number of different roles. Would have been, as we discussed prior to your arrival, Devon, would have been a perfect fit next to the Tyrese Maxey. And the Sixers wanted to go after Drew, but were priced out of that talk because they had not made the James Harden trade yet, didn't have the draft capital to go get him. I, I think it's fairer to compare Tyrese to the Trey Youngs, the Alliburtons, the Brunsons, the Garlands. Garland is a little trickier just because he's he's taking a step back with Mitchell in the well, picture. And he's
2: he's going to miss enough games where he's not going to yeah. be in a conversation. But,
0: not, but, but I thought it was only necessary because, number one, he's a young guard, and he has been an all-star. So, yes. that kind of conversation. Yeah. So, I, I think To me, Tyrese is playing as
1: well as any guard in the Eastern Conference. Halliburton probably slightly above him just because he's the undisputed guy in Indiana. And I think the one thing I would ding Tyrese for is that, and this is unlike in seasons past. We've seen him have success on nights where other guys are out. When Joel's been out of the lineup entirely and it's been the Tyrese show, he struggled to dial it up the way he has in the past. There haven't been a lot of masterclass-type performances for him. Admittedly, it's in some tough situations, right? You played Minnesota on a tough back-to-back without yep. Joel. They get smoked. And they're playing Marcus Morris at center in some of these matchups. So not the ideal scenario for him to be in, but... That's the next step, I think, for him this year is if and when Joel misses more games, I need to see more from him as a lone creator. Maybe that means they need to get another guy who can
0: dribble on the team, but not quite sure. Derek, what are your thoughts when you look at Brunson and Lillard, especially Lillard, with the the talk about him being traded for him and a lot of the conversation being don't do it? And you see the struggles that Damian Lillard... I mean, look, he's still averaging 26 and shooting 36% from three, seven assists, four four boards, opening things up for Giannis, as you guys talked about. But it's, it doesn't seem like a typical Damian Lillard type of season. But Tyrese Maxey arguably has been better this season because he's been more consistent.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, look, I think up until the last week, it was clear that Tyrese Maxey was having a pretty significantly better season than Lillard. And some of that comes back down to, you know, Dame is playing now with Giannis, obviously. He's going to have... I don't want to say that he's, he's certainly not low usage, but he's not going to be asked to dominate every night like he was before. But he's also been less efficient than he was in years past. He's certainly having a down year offensively compared to where he was at as prime. Can you get back to it? He's had a good couple of games. He scored about 70 points in the last two. And with Maxi trailing off, it's made it a little bit closer. But I think so far... Throughout the course of the year, I think it's pretty clear that Maxi has had a better season. Now, can he fend him off for the rest of it until we get to actual uh, all-star voting? I think he is. You know, I think Halliburton is the one who's clearly ahead right now. I think he should be in that all-star conversation. I do think it comes down then, too. Um, you know, and, and, like, Trey's fine, but they don't necessarily win enough games. I think they're going to want to reward somebody who is. Garland, like we mentioned, is going to be out a lot. Um, Knicks are up and down, but I think it's going to come down to Maxi or Dame. I do think Dame has the name recognition sure. where probably give him the edge in terms certainly when you factor in fan voting Uh, but I think it's pretty clear that Maxi, based on how he's played so far unless there's a a big change should be in that all star conversation I think he I think he should be on the team quite frankly
0: yeah right now I would say he's probably one that should be on the team you know typically at the top you'll get two or more from the top two top three and you can you can argue that for the top three guys from Boston Milwaukee and Philadelphia that yeah each of them have two guys Jalen Brunson uh, that's one name that we brought up with the Knicks maybe you know sneak into the conversation but he might get bumped out because of other other positional groups, the front court, and some of the players there. But it's it's a fascinating conversation, fascinating thing to watch because Maxi's assists at six point seven assists is pretty good, and we know how good of a three point shooter he is now at this stage of his career. It's really it's really been fun to watch and fun to see him in the conversation with these other names that are in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So. The leap that he's made as a
1: passer would have been like we'd be over the moon if you would have told us in august september or whenever in this offseason that tyrese would be a pretty reliable and almost seven assists a night guy right yep now are there steps forward he needs to take as a passer hitting stuff over the top making more wrap passes as he gets all the way to the rim skip passes things of that nature absolutely and those are things he's going to have to do in order to unlock the sixers against high level defenses but in terms of what he's shown already, what he's shown so far, the chemistry with Joel on pick and rolls, his ability to still find his own offense, run lineups by himself, do all of that while still being, a, as we've said on the show, probably the best pure partner that Joel has ever had in the two-man game, running all kinds of different actions effortlessly. I, I think... Th- clear all-star case might even have an all-mba case when it's all said and done but a lot of that's going to come down to what is their record can he keep this level of play up over the course of you know the next 60-ish games that they have left,
0: and we're going to see where
1: the chips fall.
0: Well, Derek, we got about five to seven minutes left of the show, and we need to make <laughs> sure we give Kyle some time to talk about the third Sixers All-Star. Oh, I,
1: I was given a sign that I'm not really allowed to drop <laughs> that bombs <laughs> or curses on this show,
0: so I'm not sure that uh, as that start? rant is going to happen. As you guys look at the graphic of Maxi and the other players there with the numbers that they have, you know, make sure check it out. So, uh, Buff, okay. So, we have plenty of time, actually, to talk about the third All-Star. Now, look, mind you, I'll say this. I will say this about him before we get into this part of what Kyle wants to go off the we'll Derek, Derek, do you have anything to share Derek, before we go down we this can, road? We can since... sit back and eat while he does it. <laughs> I don't know about all on. that. Listen, in 2019, I believe it was, I thought in the first half of the season when Embiid and Simmons made the All-Star team, I actually thought Tobias Harris, if he didn't have that dip in January, was the representative over Ben Simmons at that time because his numbers had dropped. His defense was still the same, and he did what Ben was doing. But I actually thought that Tobias Harris would get the knot if he kept it going. Ben Simmons, I felt, because they were the number one seed yeah. right there going into that break. So you knew they were going to get two. And I thought Harris was phenomenal for that first portion there. And I thought he was going to get the nod because Ben was too inconsistent. You knew B was going to get voted in, and that's what it was going to be. Ben Simmons eventually made it. The coaches voted him in. Tobias Harris did not. Later on, he decided that in an interview, I think it was this summer, where he said that he thought he should have made it about three times already. That I disagree with. I only had one where I thought he should have been given that opportunity. And now the Sixers put out. Kyle, please take the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah I was going to say,
2: the reason the we're talking about this is because the Sixers put out yeah. a tweet. That can you pull up
1: the, uh, the tweet from that the had Sixers? And Maxi <laughs> and Bede and
2: Tobias. From this right? They said the race to Indy starts now meaning that they want you to vote for them for the all-star team. Now, now, that is what's set Kyle up on this rant. Yeah. That is why a, we were bringing it up on the show. there was a the race, show.
0: who's Maxie? of course, is the foot race, but if there's a race, how I, far is the separation, so like, Derek? Would Tobias participate in the race,
1: <laughs> yes. or would he only take that's three steps asking. and then decide he was done for the <laughs> night? Because that's the real question here, right? It's like, are you actually going to participate in the race? <laughs> well, go for it, man. Go I mean, for listen, it. I, look. It's all-star day. Voting starts now. All teams are going to push for their people, right? And we're going to see it from a lot of other teams who are going to (laughs) shamelessly plug guys who don't really deserve to be in the all-star game. But this is the thing that irritates me. Tyrese and Joel both have ironclad, should be or should at least be considered for the all-star game. To throw Tobias in this graphic, it's like that three dragons meme. That it's like the two angry dragons, <laughs> and then the dragon with the eyes going in two directions, right, and right. That's tongue sticking right. out. Like that's Tobias here. We're I coming. I think he's off, even on the
2: same side of the graphic, right? That's, I think It's, that's perfe- a, I think it's, it's that's, set up perfectly. <laughs> I think that's a dragon on you the right. You should have just that's made it. him make yeah. the
1: face on the the graphic, <laughs> so he could have matched it. Here, the worst part about this is oh. that the timing could not have been any worse than it is dropping it today we just why sat is that? Through. why is that we just sat through a game where tobias harris scored three points <laughs> in a 48 minute game and took three total shots that came on one make from the field that he had in like the first and four minutes yeah. of the game and again i've said this Dozens of times on this podcast already. (laughs) I never have a problem with if a guy misses a bunch of shots, like Kelly Oubre had a poor game against Chicago, right? A lot of that is just he missed shots. He was open, ball swung his way, rises up, confidently misses. I'm okay with guys having tough nights and dying on their sword. What I can't live with is a guy making $40 million a year taking three shots as the third option on a team that lost a game by four points. You have to have no situational awareness, no idea of what's going on on the floor to not look around at some point and be like, Man, I really need to get going. Like, how do you do that? You mean, like, a,
0: you mean like game six of the uh, semifinals? year well, is the same against reason Boston? that I think James, that Harden, the same thing? Uh,
1: James same thing. Harden has earned his reputation as a playoff choker for the same reason. It's not because he's gone out and had a bunch of like three for 20 games, it's because like that game six against Miami a couple years ago, he just disappears for an entire half at a time. Well, the ball never found him. You. You run the offense. You're one of the most important people on the team. By stature, <laughs> clearly from this tweet, the team recognizes that the political value of promoting you and making you feel good is important. So maybe you should recognize that you're important to the team at some point and take a damn shot. Like,
2: what are we doing Can you here? imagine if Jalen Hurts last night was like, well, I never had a chance to make a play. The ball never found me. Like, what do you mean? Well, you listen,
1: profession? that's a whole other after he's coming out saying, we're not committed enough. Less. So that's a whole different yes. can of worms. It's like, we, we want, you want to do a five-man? Okay, buddy, you'll do another photo shoot for Jordan and then come back and throw another deep shot to A.J. Brown when you need 10 <laughs> yards late in the game. Like, sorry. Oh, but mean so me that's just pissed me off just because the other two guys have earned their, their rightful place in the
0: promotional sphere for the Sixers. And, and by the way, last year... As good as Maxie was, he wasn't all-star ready. No. So the Sixers put out— And I thought James Harden probably got snubbed last year. Right. Like I thought but he deserved to point. be an all-star. He and Embiid were on that promotional uh, picture that they put together for the voting last year, and it was it was well-deserving. Even though he missed time, it was he was deserving of being in that conversation. And my point is, they made room for just two. They didn't force the third, which was Maxie, even though he had had a decent start to the season here, they
2: absolutely Like, did Terrell Harris this. say, hey,
0: we'll let you sign him at a discount well, this summer if you put him in this
1: graphic? I don't understand.
2: So that was actually going to be my question to you, Kyle, <laughs> because I think, first of all, having him on there detracts from the other two and makes a conversation yes! about what it shouldn't be. Do you think it's important relationship management, though?
1: If they're that worried about their relationship that if they don't promote Tobias Harris for the All Star team, he's gonna melt down. Just... Then all this stuff that we say about him as a locker room guy, as a chemistry connector, all that stuff—none of that matters. Like if he's if he's this sensitive about something like this, I I would find that insane. I'm not, I understand your point, there. I'm not saying that you're wrong for bringing it up. But I think that would be an insane reason to. Put I'm him
2: only on. saying it because that's the only reason I can think for putting a guy who averages 16 points per game and shoots like two threes per night on an MVP. And that's like material.
1: all he does. That's the thing, too. It's not like Tobias has been this Swiss Army knife. Oh, he's got like six assists a game. He's become a completely different player. He's the same guy he's always been. <laughs> what are we doing? Why? Oh man,
0: because
1: he's an all-star. What no, do you mean? Oh my. What are you talking about? He's an all-star getting paid like an all-star. This is the reason why Drew Congratulations to him on that. I mean, Terrell
2: Harris is an all-star.
1: He is. All-star dad, for sure. That was, we had the conversation about LeBron and the pantheon of dads. Terrell Harris is like the Mount Rushmore
0: of dads. Well, this is why Jalen Brunson is going to be knocked out of the all-star conversation. Because of the front court. Tobias in the front court. That's why. You're going to have to accept this, man. When you're in Indianapolis covering the All-Star game because they have three All-Stars, I don't want to hear it. I, uh, I don't
2: you want know to hear it.
1: Do you know the meme graphic of Cristiano Ronaldo? It's like, I will not be there. That's me at the <laughs> yeah, Indianapolis no. All-Star game.
2: Don't do it. Don't. I went <laughs> twice. I'll never do it again. <laughs> I would only Especially go for one Especially Tobias is
1: playing in that game. That's The game we love has
2: the, gone to hell Indianapolis. Like, I'd, I'd, like, Put it in a nice city Hey, maybe. buddy,
1: you can go to, what is it, Elmo's or whatever it's called? The steakhouse at every sports right? in America goes to when they travel
0: there uh, I don't listen get it. man I don't get it I think you're a little unfair on Tobias man I'm just saying Okay, Terrell Gibbons over here,
1: <laughs> or Devon Harris, either one. You, know, you you pick which one you want. You know he's going to see this, and he's going to not—he's not, not going to be happy. I am not going to make the Christmas card list for the the Harris family. And look, I feel bad to an extent because I like Tobias as a yes, person. We All always I, say like, that he's a good guy. A, this, this is not—I doubt that he went to six social team and was like, "Hey, admin." I really need you to put me on that graphic for All-Star. So he gets the plaque that is this is really nice. directed at the comms team,
0: I would say that. Yeah. Well, it's directed. The comms team, yes, but it's also directed <laughs> at him because he scored three points last night on three shots. That's for damn that's why, that's why. If the comms team put him on there and he had 30, they might be like, you know what, perfect timing. Even though he may not be deserving, he dropped 30 last night. And help them win the game. That, look at that damn graphic on my screen. I can't take it anymore.
1: <laughs> I can't take it. I hope they, I hope they get bullied into deleting the tweet, but I doubt they will.
0: No, they won't. No, they won't. Because next is the more, more of.
1: Well, this,
2: because then and, it becomes a new cycle. That why did they delete the of tweet? Course. Like you can't do that.
0: No, it's too late now. Two minute warning. Al says, Divine, you can't say that with a straight face. I did, Al. I tried my best. I tried my best. But Kyle was on, uh, he was going, I had to go on the other side. I had to change it to the other side. I thought I was the contrarian. Meanwhile, Devon is making Tobias' all-star case over here. <laughs> to a 2019 I was, but not for right now. No, 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 no. We can go through a whole bunch of front court people that deserve, are more deserving than than Tobias Harris.
2: He's not in the top 20 of frontcourt players, I don't think. I'd have to really sit down and think about it, but like he's not All right, anywhere I, near an all-star. We're,
1: we're getting piling what's, on Terrence. What's his numbers? <laughs> what, how,
0: what's his average this year? 16. 16? No. It's just it's not good enough.
2: Uh, let me put it this way. He's not in the top 20 of Eastern Conference players. Not a frontcourt player that so had to sit down and think about it more, but he's not. He's not anywhere near an all-star. That They're
1: was not. like Troy Weaver getting ranked 7th in the executive yes. poll. The 7th, what? Best Executive in the Central Division.
2: I, well, I think the way I responded it was the seventh best Troy in Pistons history. Like, what?
0: <laughs> I don't like, even know no how one. many Troys they've had in Pistons history. Yeah, I was about so. to say who. I, I couldn't even think of any Troys. I, I mean, that was sort of the joke. and It yeah. was, but now you have me thinking because we just know so many players. That, I'm trying to think. Troy Hudson, Minnesota <laughs> right,
1: we're, we're not going
2: to end the show like, uh, right. trying to rattle off Troys. Here. Right, I think right, we have to yeah, move let's on. Let's rattle
1: off the flavors of crumble cookie. We trade Tobias for it. Go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's just bad, man.
0: Not it, Bad timing. I, bad I, timing. It's bad timing.
2: I just want him to shoot. That's all I want him to do. He can win me over just by taking open shots. How it's...
0: reminiscent of that game last night was at Game 6? So I'm being honest. Because Game 6, remember, he had those shots in the first quarter. He got in his own head after he missed them, and he never shot the ball again. Uh, Same thing last
1: night. We've seen this movie before, yes. and that's why... Every time we see it again, it gets more and more annoying. Even though he's nearing the end of that contract as we near the end of our show, I can't do it anymore. I'm sick of it. And that's that's why the
0: graphics set me off so much today. It was perfect. And we thank the Sixers for putting out that graphic today as ahead of our show so we could have it live here at the Reading Terminal because we needed it. It would have been one thing to do it tomorrow after the post-game show. We needed that one live as the Sixers dropped it this morning. so we thank them for that because it's perfect. It's perfect. I did walk by that empty pop-up area that they had. Last, what was that, last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was? Yeah, but... I didn't. See. I don't know if Tobias was in there, but I have to check. It was dark in there. <laughs> I have to check and see. It's like his empty, his dark numbers last night. Three points oh. on one for three shooting in thirty plus minutes. That was
2: bad, man. I agree. That's bad. You that's, just. That's why we talked about it. Yeah.
1: That's a cardio game, if there yeah. ever was one.
2: What was he doing? Nothing. That was the point. That, that's the point. Yeah. You watched it, didn't you? Not yet. Not uh, yet.
0: We had to be here early. Cause I just wanted to know what, what, what was it you were. What was he really doing? I mean, I know it's a cardio game. What was he doing? He's hanging out. He's just vibing. All right. He was like we're himself. hanging out and vibing with all our good people here. Yes, and we have to thank, uh, we have to thank the great people at Beck's Cajun for our... These fries are fantastic, folks. I keep eating them during the show, even yeah. though I shouldn't. We rant, yes, you should. That's why Sarah gave these to us. <laughs> I mean, so we they, can... didn't,
2: they didn't bring them out here for us to look at them.
0: Exactly. This is true. And now we have to get at this this, this uh, shrimp pole boy. So we thank the people from Beck's Cajun and, of course, our presenting sponsor, uh, from bagels and co and make sure that you come on down here and hang out with us you see all the cool cup the hat and all that the great bagels we walk in and just bagels all over the place the different cream which was the favorite cream cheese again uh, there's a lot of there's like 30
1: flavors of cream cheese i don't know how many we yeah. have but i know they have 30 all right well i also want to thank all our wonderful people in the chat as always checking in, in with y'all today, but we're getting out of here. Dave, Joaquin, Two Minute Warning, Money Mar, SB, Rick, Gavin, Q Sims, Brian, Booby, Ed, I see a lot of you, Ash, Randy. Obviously, guys, thank you once again for being here and being here through the technical difficulties as Devon steered us through some tough
0: times here as he always does. And it was my fault. I didn't have my um, hotspot connected. <laughs> that was on me. Don't, don't worry. It was my hotspot. Don't listen to him. He's lying. <laughs> Brianna, thank you so much. Chris, of course, we Appreciate it, and we thank everybody here for hosting us here for our shout out to the Reading Terminal Market, Redding one of my Terminal favorite places in Philadelphia. PHLY, take over here, and we appreciate Sarah and everybody. So thank you, uh, Derek. We'll, and we'll, can you just Kyle, get
2: to the end of it so I can have lunch, please? We'll, we'll be
0: back tomorrow <laughs> after the <laughs> Sixers host Minnesota. It's going to be a fun game. Kyle, will connect with you from the arena. For Derek Bodner, Kyle Newbeck, I'm Devon Gibbons. Make sure you stick around for Flyers, Eagles, all of it, NFL, right here on the PHLY uh, podcast right here. Have a good rest of your day. We all sitting like the man.